What is up? Trevor here, and welcome back to the Hexa Podcast. So usually I'm co-hosting this with my boy Paul, but he is at Hexa working with clients right now. And we honestly, we tried to film this on Friday, <laughs> and we put together like a solid, I don't know, 30 to 35 minutes worth of content for you guys. And just to find out that we were on the wrong like internet setting, <laughs> and we lost, we lost it all. <laughs> Nothing recorded. And the daily tasks were adding up, so we had to get back to work. And um, now it's Monday, and I'm recording this solo. So hopefully, Paul, I hope I represent well for the both of us. And let's get, let's get in to today's topic, which is tracking macros, counting macros. Like, what is that? What is tracking macros? Should you track macros? Why do we track macros? How do we track macros? We're gonna kind of jump in to everything today, and. I think before we get started with that, we need to kind of hit the pause button, rewind a little bit, and talk a little bit about weight loss and about fat loss, what it takes nutritionally to see those kind of results. And for that, we need to understand the laws of thermodynamics, which just simply is calories in versus calories out. We need to be expending more calories than we're taking in in order to see weight and fat loss. And that like, I don't think that should be news to anybody. And if it is, I'm glad you're listening to this podcast because that, that had, we're not, we're not, we're not reinventing the wheel. That's been known for a long time that you need to be expending more calories and you're taking in in order to lose weight. And I, I'm again, it's, it's, as, it's as simple as that. And it's not as simple as that because a lot can go into that. And we'll talk about that now. So the three macronutrients, what are macronutrients? The three main ones the three macronutrients, I should say, are protein, carbs, and fats. And now talking about calories, we know that each macronutrient packs a certain caloric punch So the, per, uh, it's per, per gram. So four calories per gram for both protein and carbohydrates, and then nine calories per gram for fat. And I don't want you to be like fat phobic because I said that because that's not the case. And that was like the craze, was it the early 90s that started, maybe earlier, where the U.S. went on this whole low-fat craze and actually got people, got us in a lot of trouble and kind of was a main driver of like all this processed crappy food now because everything was supposed to be low-fat. And we know now that there, there are essential fatty acids that we need on a daily basis. So we should not be afraid of fat. So I don't want you to be like, oh, there's nine calories per gram of fat. I, if I eat no fat, then I'll be I'll lose a ton of weight. And in the long run, that might work off the bat, but in the long run, that's gonna be just catastrophic. <laughs> so please do not do that. And we'll go into how we should set up your macronutrient intake as this podcast podcast progresses, as this episode progresses. But for now, understand that protein, carbs, and fats each have a certain caloric punch, and so does alcohol. So, you know, we live in wine country. We're in, in, located here in Napa, California. So alcohol is a big part of our culture. Wine, specifically, is a big part of life here in Napa. And oftentimes, working with nutrition clients in-house, alcohol is a big part of the conversation. And so... Booze itself has a certain caloric value per gram, and that's seven calories per gram. 
Now, the difference between booze and the other three is there's no real energy you get from drinking booze. It's not like you like you you feel good, ready to work out, you know, sipping on a um, what's a like a glass of wine pre workout. That's not. I would not recommend that, recommend that as a solid pre workout drink whatsoever. So you can lose weight while drinking in moderation. I'm not saying alcohol is going to kill everything and ruin everything. If you enjoy the occasional cocktail, go for it. But understand that like that that's those are calories you're drinking. So that is why people tend to get in trouble on random weekends or like they're if, they're, if you're solid eating great during the week and you're the weekend comes and Friday and Saturday night you're going to town on a regular basis and you're not seeing weight and fat loss, then that's something that needs to be addressed. Because chances are not only is the alcohol itself killing your progress, but once you drink, get a little tipsy, inhibition goes out the window, and you're probably probably eating like shit too. So like that all needs to be addressed. And that is one of the the benefits for tracking macros is we we keep track of what we're putting in our bodies and we know that like, hey, if I'm gonna drink alcohol tonight, I probably should be watching what I eat throughout the day and track it. So I know like, hey, I just I made wiggle room in there for maybe two or three drinks, which is which is totally fine, which you're probably still gonna see results. But again, drink in moderation, understand what you're putting in your body. So we understand what macronutrients are now, hopefully. Hopefully I made that clear. Um, but now, now we should talk about like how, how do we find specific numbers for specific clients? Because not every single macronutrient setup should look the same because everybody's different. There's no universal diet plan that works for everybody. And I think that's a good point too to why specific diets work. And I don't care what you're doing. It could be flexible dieting. It could be, you could be vegan. You could be keto, paleo, whatever the hell you're doing. There's a ton of fads out there now. The reason why diet plans work from a weight and fat loss perspective is because of energy intake. Like plain and simple. If you're in a caloric deficit, you're going to lose weight. I don't care if it's keto. I don't care if it's paleo. That is simply why diet plans work. There's no magical properties to any of them. Same with intermittent fasting. You shorten the, the, the eating window, you're probably going to eat less calories. That is why they all work. So keep that in mind, no matter what nutrition thing you're trying, if you're in a caloric deficit, it's going to work. The key is finding a practice that's sustainable. So now how do we figure out the right calories to set up for any specific client? And we need to know their total daily energy expenditure. They're TDEE, and there's four factors that go into understanding how many calories they utilize in a day. Number one, your BMR your, or your RMR, basal arresting metabolic rate. Um, kind of those, that's a, the energy that's required just to keep you alive, keep you homeostatic. That, that is what that BMR number represents. Next is the thermic effect of food. So yes, you are burning calories while you're eating food. To break down and absorb that energy, that energy requires energy, so it requires calories. Next uh, is shouldn't be a surprise to anybody is the thermic effect of activity, exercise. That's no secret that when you exercise, it burns calories. And then last is neat or non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So that's like if you're fidgeting or if you're talking with mannerisms, kind of like the just a random movements and the random shit you do throughout the day. That kind of goes false into that category. So all that is added up to equate to your total daily energy expenditure. And the goal is to put yourself, we find that number. So say 
my total daily energy expenditure is like, I don't know, 3,000 calories. If I want to lose weight, I will set my calorie intake marker at about 2,500 calories. That is a 500 calorie daily deficit, and that is going to equal one pound per week, right? So 3,500 calories in a week will equal about one pound. And so for those of you who think, oh, I need to, I should be losing weight rapidly, that isn't necessarily the case. Now, if you're new to exercise and you, or you, you know, you're just getting into health and fitness now, and it's a little later in life and you've packed on some mass and you know, you're not, you're not the healthiest, then you probably can't expect, especially if you're exercising more and you're starting to eat well, you can in the beginning expect a little bit more rapid weight loss than that. But if you are anywhere from one to two pounds a week, please do not be frustrated because you're right on the money. That's perfect. And that usually is a sign of sustainable weight loss is something around that, those markers. Um, but anyway, total daily energy expender, put yourself at a 500 calorie deficit will equal right around one, one calorie per week, uh, one pound per week. And that number again, is not going to be the same for everybody. So if you're comparing yourself, first of all, please don't compare yourself to anybody, but <laughs> if you're comparing yourself to your friend, who's maybe, maybe he or she require you know, their calories are set at, you know, I don't know, 2,200 calories. And you try eating 2,200 calories and it is either way too low and you're starving or you're still not losing weight, then that's probably because your total daily energy expenditure looks way different than theirs. So you shouldn't be, you should be basing the numbers off your individual biofeedback indicators, not someone else's. So just please keep that in mind if you're looking to like start the process. And, and another thing too, and I'll, I'll kind of dive deeper into this about how you go about tracking and stuff. But if you're looking to track macros, please like do your research, like, like understand then how to set your numbers and kind of, you know, Google is a hell of a tool. So you can probably Google all this or talk to a professional because they should be able to sit down, talk with you and set things up. Um, but I, I think we should talk about, I think a good leeway now is to talk about should you track macros, especially off the bat. And for the most part, if you're just starting your, your nutritional journey and your weight loss and fat loss journey, and you're trying to reach those goals and you're just starting out, I don't necessarily think tracking macros is a good place to start, mainly because sustainability is the name of the game. And it's a lot of times I think people try tracking macros off the bat and get frustrated because first of all, they don't really know what they're doing yet. And second of all, they don't know how to eat or what exactly to put in your body. And people get frustrated and they get don't really, they get just overwhelmed and they throw in the towel and that's it. So I think a good place to start is really understanding like base, basic nutrition principles and ideologies and practices. Like you should know that you need to eat whole nutrient dense foods. So stay away from that processed shit. Uh, drink an adequate amount of water get a good amount of sleep, manage stress properly. And once we start figuring out that stuff, figuring out those practices and mastering them, then I think that's when tracking macros is a good next step. And for a lot of people, like if, you, if you're able to, to master the basics, well, maybe tracking macros isn't really necessary. But I'm going to kind of contradict myself when I say that at one point, if you're really serious about losing weight, losing fat, and taking your fitness to the next level, I do think tracking your food is necessary. 
So we oftentimes we see with clients coming in in-house to work with us on a nutritional for their nutritional practices. <laughs> um, we see a lot of disconnect, like about like they vastly, vastly underestimate how much crap they're eating and completely overestimating how much protein. So nicely saying like clients have no idea what they're putting in their bodies. None whatsoever. They're just kind of mindlessly eating and going through life and working hard. I I get it. I totally get it. There's a lot of shit to take care of in a day, especially if you're a parent, if you have families, if you're in school, there is a lot of stuff you need to take care of. And usually eating right isn't on top of that priority list. But I'm telling you now, if your goal is to lose fat and lose weight, and that's a real goal of yours and you're really dead set on it, eating right is going to have to be on top of that priority, priority list. It's going to have to be because we're going to need to be mindful about it. Now, I one of the reasons why tracking macros isn't a good place to start is because it requires you to weigh your food. And for a lot of people, that's a pain in the ass. And I get it. I agree. It is a pain in the ass to weigh your food. And it takes, I mean, in reality, it takes about, especially when you're start, just starting, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes out of your day to weigh, to weigh your food, especially if you do it per meal. And I, I, I get it. That's a pain in the ass. But if we're serious about this, that shouldn't be a big issue. Like if, if you're really serious about losing weight losing, and, and, and just reaching your goals in general when it comes to weight loss and fat loss, if we're serious, that should not stop us. So that is my, my, my nice way of saying, don't be a lazy ass. Like, like if, if, if we really want this that bad and we're going to, there's no way you should let that, that small amount of time, that 20 minutes stop you from reaching those goals. And a lot of times to, to take your nutrition to the next level, to take your physique and take your body composition to that next level, wherever that is you want to go, we need to have a better understanding of what you're putting in your body and tracking it is how we do that. So weighing your food, like it's all based off grams or ounces, whatever measure you want to use. Usually I like to use grams. It's the easiest to, to convert. Um, we have to wear our food and I don't want you to get too caught up. on like, oh my God, this is going to take so much work. There is an app called My Fitness Pal, which I suggest, even if we're not tracking macros and you just want to keep food logs, I suggest all to all my clients, download it. It is free. It's like the Google of food. It is a very comprehensive database and it, it breaks down everything for you. There's even a little barcode scanner on there. They can scan, scan the barcode at the grocery store and it'll tell you the macronutrient breakdown. It is a really useful tool and it makes it a lot, a lot easier and a lot quicker. So Please don't, I don't want you guys to be overwhelmed by like, oh, I don't want to go through all that because it really, really should not be that big of a deal. So my fitness pal, and one thing I will say real quick to you, a little side note about my fitness pal, it is free and it will take a bunch of like your measurements down real quick when you're sending up the app and it will spit out a number, uh, a calorie number that you should be eating in order to reach whatever goal you set for yourself via the app. And nine times, well, not even nine times. Every time I've seen that number that people come in with and tell me like, oh, look, Trev, my fitness pal, give me the number. It is way, way too low. Like the, the goal is always to make sure that we're eating the maximum amount of food and getting the maximum amount of results in the process. So I don't know anybody that should be eating any normal person that's not like in some crazy like phase of a contest prep if you're like a bodybuilder or a physique competitor even then 
no one should be under a thousand calories. Like there, I, I don't see a scenario where that's the case or no one should be under like even 1200 or 1300. That is extremely low. And unless you are just sitting on the couch all day, every day and not moving at all, then maybe that's the case, but that, that shouldn't be the case regardless. And I think exercise is a big part of the equation and movement's a big part of the equation when we find out what your total daily energy expenditure is, but there's nobody that should be that low. So if you're, if you're using my fitness pal and spitting out a number like that, either please go do your research, Google. I mean, it's all over Google this stuff. So if you need to Google it, or if you want to talk to a professional, you can come see us or wherever you are, go talk to someone who knows what they're doing. Um, because that, that, that is ridiculously low. And that, oftentimes that shouldn't be the case. Um, oh, that was a long, a long sidebar. And I most definitely forgot where I was going prior to that. But I, I think a good, a good kind of topic to talk about next is when, when we're finding out that your total daily energy expenditure, um, there's a, there's a good amount of equations that, that help us do so. Some of them way more complicated to the other than the other. And in my experience, if, and if you're looking this up, they're, they're, you're going to see all those equations. And some of them are like super long. Some of them are super simple. We go with the super simple equations, either body weight times whatever. And it all, all depends on where you fall in, a, as in physical activity. Um, because it's no matter what, it's going to be a guess and check game. Like I, I've, I've done, I used to do it where I sat down and busted out this long equation based off age and gender and an activity level and just a bunch of factors that go in there. And, and I always, you always have to adjust. And so a lot of your first month of tracking macros is a getting used to the app, B making sure that we're in like, that we're weighing our food properly, that we're understanding like, Oh, this is a protein. This is a carb. This is a fat. And then, and then C under getting to like, understand like, Oh, is this number now that we're accurate with what we're tracking? Is this number actually working for us? So in a big, like I'm, I'm not a big scale guy. And again, this is going to contradict my feelings about the scale, but when we're first tracking macros, it probably requires you hopping on a scale a lot more frequently, only so we know we're going in the right direction because we don't, what we don't want to happen is you track macros and we set the, and you set numbers up for yourself or we set help set numbers up for you. And it's a completely, we're completely off for whatever reason. Now, usually that doesn't happen. Usually if we're off, it's just a little tiny tweak here and there with usually carbs and fats that'll get us the number, the, the optimal, the optimal numbers. And then real results start happening. It's never like, Oh, we're so off that you you just gained 20 pounds in two weeks. That has yet to be seen to happen. <laughs> but but there's, uh, there are a lot of times where we need to adjust, especially once we plateau a little bit. We need to adjust either your, you know, energy intake or how much we're moving. There's always some adjusting period. So I don't. I'm a firm believer is you don't need a, a super complicated a, equation to help set this up. Now, as far as your protein, carbs, and fat intake, what you should be aiming for. Um, protein's easy because you you it's based on energy, uh, like based on activity level, of course. But you should be anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. Now 1.2 is definitely on the high side and 0.8 is definitely on the low side, but if you're if you're a pretty active person, meaning you're you're getting like purposeful movement anywhere from 4 to 6 days per week, um, then you're probably going to want to be closer to 1 gram per pound of body weight. If you're if you're kind of sedentary, you only work out a couple days per week, um, desk job, then maybe you're probably closer to 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. 
But protein is a pretty easy number to find. Um, that doesn't take much work. Now, carbs and fat, that's where people tend to differentiate the most. So meaning that like I could, some people can lose weight consuming 300 grams of carbs a day. Some people would blow up like a balloon if they ate that many carbs. So they might require maybe um, 100 grams of carbs per day. Really, it kind of, there's a big spectrum and a lot of that's genetics, uh, body types. There's a lot that goes into finding the right number of fats, the right number of carbs that's going to work well for you. And that's why I I probably overemphasize that it's not a one size fits all. And that's for any any diet plan. That's why keto works really well for some people because they, their body doesn't need that many, doesn't need to utilize that many carbohydrates. Um, and I, and I'm going to go into keto and intermittent fasting and paleo and all that stuff in a different podcast. Um, but to wrap, to wrap up this podcast, I just want to overemphasize again, emphasize, I think I've already used that word like a thousand times this podcast, that the key to successful nutrition plan is not only to make sure we're in a caloric deficit, but find something that you can sustain, not for a couple weeks, not for a couple months, not just for a couple years, forever. That is the key. And that is why a lot of nutrition plans fail, is because people take up these, these fad practices like keto, like paleo, like intermittent fasting, and they can't sustain it. Very few people can sustain that those kind of nutrition practices. So the more we understand, like, hey, we're using food to fuel us, the more whole and nutrient-dense the food, if we're sticking to protein, if we're sticking to produce, if we're drinking a good amount of water, the more successful we're going to be. And then track your in- nutrient intake on top of that, and then that's when things really take off. So I hope this podcast, I kind of went on, I kind of went on like rambled a little bit there, and I apologize if I got off track, but hopefully this was helpful. I have a, a good feeling that this this topic can really help a lot of people. And if you're interested in learning more or like talking more about nutrition, don't hesitate to either, I don't know, shoot us a message. You can find us on Instagram at Hexafit and DM us or send me an email. My my email is on our Instagram too. Um, Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to us because this is what we do and we enjoy doing it. So we'll see you guys in, uh, in the next one.